Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Thursday, July 1st, 2021. Nancy Pelosi appoints Liz Cheney to the January 6th special committee. And Cheney joins it despite Republican threats. We'll discuss that, plus a major ruling from the Supreme Court impacting voting rights in this country. And finally, President Biden playing the role of consoler-in-chief in Surfside. Despite threats from her own party, Congresswoman Liz Cheney will serve on the January 6th Select Committee in the House of Representatives. This news was announced this morning by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi when she named Congressman Benny Thompson, Democrat of Mississippi, the chair of the Select Committee. And she announced the other Democratic members she's appointed to the committee. Now, it was reported earlier that House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy had issued a threat during a meeting with freshman members of Congress that he would strip any House Republican member of their committee assignments if they were to accept an offer from Speaker Pelosi to serve on this Democratic-led select committee. Pelosi was asked about McCarthy's threat after she named Cheney to the committee, and she had quite a strong reaction. House Minority Leader McCarthy. I'm not uh, responding to him. We're making our presentation here. Go ask him about what he says, okay? McCarthy said he <coughs> would strip the committee's assignments well, of go, Republicans. That's, take that's, your not, that's a matter for the Republican caucus. We are full of responsibility and duty and patriotism. It's not political, so I'm not getting involved in any discussion of what goes on in the Republican caucus. For his part, McCarthy responded by denying that he was making any threats. But he sure sounded like someone who was making it clear that Liz Cheney is not welcome in his party. Let me be very clear. I'm not threatening anybody with committee assignments. What I'm saying is it was shocking to me that if a person is a Republican, they get their committee assignments from the Republican conference. For somebody to accept committee assignments from Speaker Pelosi, that's unprecedented. Cheney responded this afternoon saying that she's not at all worried about McCarthy's threats. Listen, I think it's, uh, it's clear to uh, all of the people on this committee that uh, our oath to the Constitution, our duty, uh, our dedication to the rule of law and the peaceful transfer of power uh, has to come above any, any concern about partisanship or, or about politics. Liz Cheney clearly is not representative of her party at all. Accepting this appointment by the Democratic Speaker of the House to serve on this committee is not going to help her politically back home in Wyoming, where she's already in a world of trouble because of her vote to impeach Donald Trump and her commitment to asking to get to the bottom of the truth of what led up to the January 6th insurrection, and that includes Donald Trump's role in it. But just step back for a moment. This person was the number three Republican in the House leadership. She was long identified as a potential future speaker. She is a dedicated, lifetime conservative Republican and obviously comes from a storied Republican family. And she's now being handpicked by Nancy Pelosi, of all people, sort of boogeyman of the Democratic Party for Republicans, to serve on this committee. And Pelosi plans to use that move to demonstrate that the Democrats are committed to rising above politics to get at the truth of January 6th, and that if the Republicans want to play politics with it, that is up to them. And Liz Cheney's own words buttress that Pelosi argument. 
Now, here's what else matters today. In a blow to Democrats, the Supreme Court today decided two provisions of Arizona's voting law that restrict how ballots can be cast do not violate the Voting Rights Act provisions aimed at preventing racial discrimination. This is a huge decision, and it was 6-3, right along the ideological lines you would expect with conservatives in the majority, just as Samuel Alito delivered the opinion for the court. Progressives are arguing that this opinion will now make it more difficult to bring challenges about minority rights under the Voting Rights Act, while conservatives say it restores to states the ability to pass measures aimed at election integrity. The court upheld two provisions of Arizona law. The first provision says in-person ballots cast at the wrong precinct on Election Day must be wholly discarded. Another provision restricts a practice known as ballot collection, and it says only family caregivers, mail carriers, and election officials can deliver another person's completed ballot to a polling place. In the majority opinion, Alito said the Arizona law, quote, was not enacted with a racially discriminatory purpose. He also focused on a state's interest in preventing fraud, touching on arguments made by former President Trump as a part of his big lie. Of course, voter fraud is exceedingly rare in U.S. elections, and there's been no evidence it happens in such a widespread fashion to impact nearly any election. Now, obviously, this case is about a 2016 law. This is not about all the recent laws we've been talking about. You've seen legislatures across the country beginning to enact in many states more restrictive voting laws. Uh, Some Democratic-led legislatures have been trying to expand the franchise. But this doesn't pertain to that. But this is what's so key. This is now part of an eight-year process of the Supreme Court, led by Chief Justice John Roberts, in chipping away at one of the most consequential pieces of civil rights legislation in American history. That is the 1965 Voting Rights Act. In 2013, there was a case, Shelby County case, and that gutted Section 5 of the law. This is creating a very narrow interpretation of Section 2 of the law and basically blocking now minority disenfranchisement as a path to appealing in the courts for a remedy to perceived violation of voting rights. And of course, the reaction is as partisan as you would expect in the way that it breaks down. RNC chairwoman Ronna McDaniel said today that the United States Supreme Court ruling is a resounding victory for election integrity and the rule of law. And President Biden, in his statement today, said he was disappointed in the ruling and went on to say, quote, this is our life's work and the work of all of us. Democracy is on the line. President Biden traveled to Surfside, Florida today to meet with first responders and search and rescue teams to thank them, along with families awaiting word of their loved ones. And as he so often does when acting as the consoler-in-chief, President Biden drew on his personal grief, having lost his first wife and young daughter in a car accident, and then his son Beau to cancer, to speak from his personal experience to a group of first responders. Biden also took note of the need for both parties to work together and that a moment like this tragic moment in Florida shows to the world that America can pull itself together for the good of all. He said that while sitting next to Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis, a chief prospect to be perhaps Biden's opponent uh, as he thinks about running for the 2024 Republican nomination. But this was a meeting about business 
the people's business, and both gentlemen put partisan politics completely to the side. That's it for today's political briefing, and I want to wish all of you a very happy, healthy holiday weekend. I hope you get some time to rest and relax with your families and loved ones. As for this podcast, we're going to take a little bit of a summer break. We'll be back in your ears on Monday, July 19th. Thanks so much for listening. CNN Political Briefing is a production of CNN Audio. Megan Marcus is the executive producer, and Haley Thomas is the senior news producer. Our episodes are produced by Will Cadigan, Mimi Mutesa, and Emmanuel Johnson, and engineered by Francisco Monroy and Dan DeZula. A special thanks to Ashley Lusk, Lindsay Abrams, and Lisa Namoreau.